Hello, it's me, Lauren, the editor and producer of this here podcast. I'm here with just a quick note at the top of the episode to let you know that we had a couple technical difficulties whilst recording. Our special guest, John, is such a delight and it is with great sadness that I have to tell you that you might hear some glitching from the Zoom call we had in a couple spots of the episode. A casual reminder, we do post transcripts of every episode over on autostraddle.com. If there is a bit of inaudible dialogue that you're just dying to decipher, we do have a verbatim transcript available. All of this is to say that even with a slight technical glitch, this is a hilarious episode about a very shitty episode of television, and I'm sure you all are going to love it. All right, let's get into this episode. Laughing, moving, fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we live. It's the way that we live. Hi, I'm Reese. And I'm Carly. And this is to Ellen back, back, a podcast, a podcast that you're listening to <laughs> right now. Yeah, and we're recording it right now. But these are so, all actually complete, later. two different, completely different times. When you think about it, yeah. what is time? It's like time doesn't exist. And I think that that's something yeah, really important to our lives currently, and also to this show that was made many years ago. Yeah, this is a show about time. This is a show that has decided to air this episode in the past. <laughs> and now we have to talk about it. We had to watch it and now we have to talk about it. This, oh my yeah, God. So everyone give us a big round of applause. Yeah, first of all, we're all really brave. I'm patting myself on the back. Yeah, I'm not, but, um, cause there's some self-loathing mixed into that. But uh, <laughs> we're really brave to have, to have made it this far and then had to sit through this episode. Um, mm -hmm. Wow, what, what an hour of television. What an hour. What an hour. Carly, <sighs> we are not alone. We are not alone emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, and also physically because we have yeah. a very special guest today. We sure do. Would you like to introduce yourself, very special guest? Uh, hi, I'm John. Sometimes <laughs> folks call me Donnie. It just depends on when you met me in time. Speaking of time. <laughs> uh, right, yeah. A theme. I always know when someone met me in life depends on which name they use. So I'm like, oh, yeah. you, you knew me in undergrad. Got it, you know? <laughs> um, but uh, uh, yeah, I'm John. I am a professional Black transgender person. Um, I just renewed my papers the other day. Um, <laughs> they, sent them, they sent them out at the end of Black History Month for everyone. Like, so it was, Oh, wow, that's so yeah. cute. I don't know if they do that in the Jewish community, but that's what they do for Black people. No, we, I haven't been certified. Right. It's just, I mean, I have my bat mitzvah certificate, but... But I wasn't, I didn't even have a bat mitzvah. So I'm really, right. I'm just. You're just like a nomad out here. Basically. Yeah. I'm like yeah. really just gone rogue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tell <laughs> us about you. I usually spend my time selling my labor as an assistant professor of gender studies. So um, <laughs> but that's what I do, like pay bills. But I, I think of myself as an artist and a writer. So I'm trying to get back to that. Um, but yeah, I teach gender studies. I teach stuff on trans issues, uh, feminist praxis. And I taught an entire class on the L word that Reese came and talked to you last semester. So that was yeah, fun. I did. It was really fun. I'm that professor who made up a class about the L word because I that's 
amazing. <laughs> it was an entire semester of trying to like explain to them that like gay marriage hasn't always been around because they were literally born in wow. 2001. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, wow. that's me. I just write a lot and I'm trying to quietly leave my job so I can go do something else. <laughs> yeah. So you don't want to keep teaching L word class? I mean, if I have to teach, like, that's the, the thing to teach, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> like, right, like, you, if you have to be, like, at a small liberal arts college in upstate New York, you might as well teach it off the L word and get paid for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But that's me. I just teach and write and try to figure out. I'm in my Saturn return, so I'm trying to figure out my life. And my <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Totally. Yeah. That yeah, of time. Hard, so, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. What? So what was, is your L word origin story? Mm. Okay, so I'm going to, like, age myself in a different way. But I remember sneaking to Hollywood video when I was, like, 11, and my mom wasn't paying attention so that I could, like, rent the L word, like, on the low. And so I, like, yeah. went to the checkup counter and dude's just like, oh, yeah, I heard this is just, like, sex in the city. Like, you're going to love this. And, like, I don't think he's ever watched the L word. <laughs> and I was, like, 11, and he's telling me this. Like, so I was like, okay, dude, so, like, hurry up. So I remember, like, sneaking and watching the first season and then I found out about like the O word online.com and I would like go and do the recaps at the public library because we were super poor so I didn't have internet at home. And then when the second season came out, that's what I would do. Like my one hour a day that I got at the public library, I would go and like read the recaps and try to like put the screenshots together with the words. Um, oh my God. And then later as I got older, I think in high school, we got cable and it came with like six months of free showtime. So I got to watch uh-huh. season three and I saw Dana die. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I was like 14 and Dana died and I just was like so crestfallen and like, oh my God. Yeah. So I was super young. I'm like one of those weird people. It like changed my life and I'm still teaching yeah. classes about it. So like it's one of those. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I was like a kid and I was just like obsessed with it and the planet podcast and like, <laughs> yes, and, like all this stuff online. Uh-huh. And like now as an adult, I'm just like, oh, that probably was weird to have me like lurking around as a teenager. But I'm from Southern yeah. Illinois and there's like no, like I didn't know any queer people there. So it was like a life. Right. So it's super problematic now, but I have this like, weird affinity for it that I can't get over which I think is most people's yeah. relationship to the show yeah yeah that's definitely ours yeah obviously as as here we still are in addition to <laughs> writing recaps for the L word online <laughs> I just seem to not be able to get enough yeah. of speaking about this show but I thought I knew it by heart from all the recapping I didn't now I know it by heart oh yeah <laughs> but yeah, yeah that's my L word story obsessed but kind of hate it that tracks who's your favorite character Jenny, I'm a, a thousand percent Jenny <laughs> apologist. Like I, yes. oh god, I was oh, no, just I got last night that like I don't know if <laughs> Although I. Although now it's bad. Now it's this <laughs> in season six. It goes out the window. It's she's just bad. I don't know if I love Ginny or if I just have a lot of respect for Mia Kershaw. Like I, mm, like right. the lines are really Emmy for Mia. Emmy for Mia. Yeah, and so I'm just like, wow, she's just leaning into this like. I feel like in a different time frame, people will respect Mia Kirshner the way that they do like Jodie Comer for playing Villanelle. Like, do you know, like, yes. like you have oh to just God. lean yes. into that kind of nonsense in a way. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't know if like we respected, if we respected Mia Kirshner enough. But yeah, so I. We definitely didn't. Like, we definitely didn't because she never got an Emmy. And every year there's another awards ceremony for the Emmys. And every year they don't give her an Emmy. For I think the maybe award. like the SAG union might do something retrospective <laughs> for her. Yeah. They need to do a special. Yeah. Yeah. 
So anyway, I love Jenny. I'm a Jenny apologist. So she definitely like took material that was ridiculous and found a way to elevate it. Like yeah. despite everything. Could you imagine being on set and getting those scripts and they're like, and now you spit your gum out. Yeah. yeah I, so I don't know if, yeah, if I just love Mia Kirshner or if I love Jenny, but I, I stand for Fair. Yeah. I got in a lot of like weird vibes with students about Jenny cause they all hated her. Right. I remember that from your class. Well, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, I'm like, they're like making valid points. So I like can't actually mark them down, but like my like <laughs> is coming into it. So. You're like, actually, if you think about it this way. <laughs> no, seriously, I'm just like, so yeah. really, if you think about I don't know, McKinley and how Tim treated her. I respect this point, but I also don't. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, should we introduce the app? Okay, here we go. This is episode 606. <laughs> the moment we've all been waiting for. The moment we've all been waiting for. The title we've been waiting for for years. <laughs> this whole podcast has been leading up to this title. <laughs> episode 606, Lactose Intolerant. Lactose Intolerant. Which is just mm. racist. Most of the country in the world is lactose intolerant. <sighs> no, I was just like, I feel already the violence based on this. <laughs> this is yeah. just, oh God, it's only downhill from here. This was written by Elizabeth Ziff, a.k.a. Easy oh, God. Girl, and directed by John Stockwell, who has directed some episodes in the past. As far as we know, he is a straight cis white fan. Great. Yay. This originally aired February 22nd, 2009. So... Are we ready to go on this journey together, friends? Uh-huh. Yeah, we're ready. All right. Listeners at home, here we go. Imagine you're a person, you're a person, you're a normal person. You're sitting at home, you turn the TV, you're watching a TV show about lesbians, and you hear you might be asking yourself oh did i accidentally change the channel did i sit on the remote i hope so <laughs> i hope so too no you didn't if you are wise you'll listen to me what you get when you guzzle down sweets eating as much as an elephant eats they paid whatever they had to pay to get <laughs> this song for this episode Elizabeth Ziff fought for this. Yes. Yeah, Elizabeth Ziff went in. She went, her and Betty were in there and they were like, if we have to do a cover of Oompa Loompa, we will. And they were like, okay, no, we won't. We won't do that. Mia, take over and lead the course on this. Oh my God. Also, the whole time I was like, none of them can sing? Question mark. Like, it just felt like so like. (laughs) All of these lyrics also. Also that. Like, was it like, were the lyrics written into the script or does it just say sing Oompa Loompa song? My guess is that the lyrics were in the script because no one knows all the lyrics to this song. And this goes on for a while. They do like a full verse, a full chorus. Like this goes on for minutes. So the idea is that Jenny's throwing Max a baby shower. Right. And apparently Max is a big fan of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And therefore that's the theme that Jenny has chosen for this event. And her whole house has been decorated. It looks like Jojo Siwa's bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) Do they even like Max enough to throw him a party? That's honestly the most ridiculous thing here was that they actually cared enough to throw him a horrible party, even though it was a horrible, horrible party. They don't know this human well enough to like be a part of this very like private, vulnerable moment of life coming into the world. Oh, my God. 
this week's um, I want to kill Jenny um, situation is that Dylan and Helena show up. They're all giddy. They've been just making sweet love in the silence for for days, presumably. And they come in and Jenny's like, oh, my God, you passed the test with flying colors. I'm so happy for you. And just like keeps telling about this like stupid test thing that they did in the plot to watch her. And of course, Dylan is horrified by this. However, just like as a side note, um, it would be completely legitimate for them to want to test Dylan. She literally ruined. I mean, like the test was stupid and it was all very silly. Yeah. And like, I understand her being whatever about it. But also like if you um, like sue someone for sexual harassment that you got on video as entrapment and then you want to get back into their lives. I think their your friends are allowed to have like some misgivings or some like apprehension yeah. there. Maybe like a yeah. little. I mean, could you imagine like you and Dylan just got done killing a together? You're in bed, like the California sun is like basking on you. Yes. And yeah. then like you turn to Dylan, you're like, we have to get up so we can go to Max's baby shower. <laughs> like, like that's the thing you interrupt with. You're like, um, actually I heard it's Wonka themed. Wow. So a bunch of adults are holding an event for an adult that's Wonka themed? Yes. How did she explain this to her lover that she just got back with after their history <laughs> together? Like, this is what we must spend our day doing. I think Dylan is so desperate to stay in Helena's good graces that she was like, I will literally do whatever. I won't ask any questions. Uh-huh. Because I think if she had asked one question, this maybe they would have shown up. <laughs> Like, this literally was the party of, like, bring everyone who doesn't belong. Because they bring Jamie, and Tasha's like, Max yeah. won't care. And I'm like, Tasha doesn't know Max well enough to know what he would care about. Like, Yeah, yeah no one knows. No one knows. <laughs> she literally gives a stank face. <laughs> oh, my God. So Helena says, I'm going to fucking kill your girlfriend. Then we have the theme song. We get back in. Jenny is putting Max onto a throne that she has built for him and offering him milk and cookies. He's dressed in the finest Wonka drag we could find. I mean, it's just that Paisley shirt. incredible. I know the Paisley shirt with the with that blazer. I'm like, come on, you guys. Let this man wear one cute outfit. No. One. That would God. be, that would be kind. You're asking too much, Reese. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, they picked out their own clothes for the first season they were in in season three. But then after that, they didn't, which is, you might notice there's a distinct shift um, after that first season where they're no longer. That explains a lot. Yeah, that does. Yeah. 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 And Helena's freaking out and Kit's like, you know what you should do? You should call her. Like as if, as if she had a like, great that. idea. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was really funny. Kit's a genius and I won't stand for this kid slander. <laughs> Kit is a genius. Kit is a genius. We know this. What was she working on prior to the idea to call? She was, she was just... running down the street. <laughs> Oh, ready to lighting off smoke signals. <laughs> yeah, screaming, screaming, screaming. Dylan. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I just once again, Bet Porter, her sleeves. Like, is there any mercy? Like, can the woman wear normal sleeves at all in this season of television? Like, what is like a shirt, and then it's like a mini garbage bag that sort of starts like right below. Did you catch this? outfit i was so preoccupied with how no one was talking to or about max (laughs) that i couldn't even notice what bet was wearing actually no i'm sorry carly at one point they were just like in a circle on the other side yeah 
like like the couch was a divider they couldn't go near max or they would catch the pregnant or something yeah it's like max got the throne and the weird outfit and then they were like great you sit over there we're gonna go back to like talking about all of our interpersonal drama because we're a group of friends and you're not part of it it was so weird and then suddenly they're like oh right max is here reese you know what? Bet went to make those sleeves after Max got there. That's oh what it was. God. Oh yeah. Oh my god. She was you're like, right. I have to she be was inspired right now. Oh yeah. my god, you're so right. Yeah. She was like, I'm so inspired. Or the or the butterfly yeah. came and did it. One of the two. Yeah, it was probably I the butterfly. Think we effect. should really consider once again that perhaps this shirt had regular sleeves, <laughs> and once again, the proximity. It was altered. To the butterfly. To the butterfly shirt. Exactly. It just flapped its exactly. little terrible wings and then suddenly mm-hmm. Bet put the shirt on and was like, these sleeves are different. But she couldn't be yeah. bothered because she was just so distracted by the contractor that we're going to get into who is like not yeah, a real person. for that. My seventh grade earth sciences. <laughs> Definitely a gym teacher I had in middle school. So they're like playing this game. They play this game with like the measuring tape or they're like measuring the belly or whatever and guessing. And the cute Ugh. thing about this is that Shane goes up to Max like holding the measuring tape and Shane's like, I'm sorry, Max. Yeah. And then like does it half hard. Like Shane's just like, I'm really sorry that this is happening to you. I'm sorry that this event is what it is. I'm sorry oh. that I have to do this right now to please my girlfriend. I, I'm just sorry. Um, and then Shane won. I've always had this problem with baby showers in that I don't understand them. I I understand wanting to celebrate that someone's pregnant and like showering them with gifts that they will need for their baby. I do not understand the actual event because there's games and none of the games make sense. Most of them are weird and gross in some regard, like the chocolate thing I think is vile. Yeah, that was disgusting and I don't want to talk about it. I don't either. That's all I will say on the subject. But like... I've never understood baby showers already. So coming into this, I was like, what planet is this taking place on? Not this one. No, definitely not. My favorite part is that everyone plays as an individual and Bat and Tina plays as <laughs> Yeah, they do their merch. They're trying to really drive home that they are a couple like, for real we, now. Like they're, they're a we the entire time. No other couple yeah. does Yes. This. Nope. <laughs> but Bat and this Tina was fan service. one item. That's the only thing I noticed about the baby shower. <laughs> That's fair. And like also all the other couples are in like a weird place. It's like Uh Tasha and Alice can't admit how they feel about Jamie. Uh, Shane doesn't know what to do with Jenny and Dylan just left. Are there any other couples? That's it. So yeah, Kit's there chilling. Yeah, Kit's just there. And Kit's there. And so we get some exposition about Tom because they're like, oh, Max, Tom's such an asshole. You know, like how dare he do this? And Max says that Tom changed his phone number. Both. I have two comments. Two. Two phone numbers. First of all, um, what? We have been giving nothing. This is like, not just like, oh, you broke up. This is hardcore, terrible, terrible yeah. sociopathic behavior. And they're acting like he's just a bad boyfriend. Two, he legally is going to be in this baby's life. He can't just walk away from it and change his number. He is going to owe this baby money. <laughs> Like Joe Biden owes us money. Exactly. Yeah. That baby's going to be like, pay up $1,400, please. <laughs> Could you imagine changing both of your phone numbers? I'm like, are we right. talking about a landline? Are we talking about a cell phone I've and a landline? number since like fifth grade. Who puts in that much labor <laughs> to change their fucking phone number? 
did he move also? Like, is he still in LA? Is he hanging out with Jody? Where's Jody? Right. I'm like, you both live in West Hollywood. You work for Jody. You're never going to see Max again. Well, Carly <laughs> University is shut down right now. So we can't go there. Look, Carly University is shut down because, you know, Bet doesn't work there anymore. Yeah. And where is Phyllis? Bet left and, and the school evaporated into the air. Which is a real shame because it is named after me. So Shane and Jamie are like smoking me in the kitchen, you know, and uh, Jamie's like talking about how Alice really loves Shane and it's, um, you know, she's just upset about the Jenny stuff. And then Jenny comes in like a narc. She makes them stop smoking weed. She's like, Max is upset about it, blah, 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 blah. And again, I hate this direction for Jenny. And oh, boy. she comes up and sits like she sits next to Shane and says, oh, I got you a present, blah, 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 blah. So, she like looks like she's about to cry, but is like smiling and just making a lot of eye contact. Everything about this is very upsetting to me. I wrote yeah. down Ginny has anxious attachment style. <laughs> yes. Yeah. One thousand percent. She's just like, I, yeah. just, I just love you. And she's just like freaking out because Jamie yeah. exists. <laughs> yeah. And I just felt so bad. I wanted her to get some therapy. The existence of Jamie has like turned everyone's brains inside out. Like no one knows how to function around Jamie. We've never had an Asian on the show. Yeah. They're like, whoa, what is this? The first queer Asian person any of them have ever met, which is a big deal. The way the show writes Jamie's character in these episodes is like she has this magical insight into everything that no one else seems to be able to notice. Mm -hmm. And like on the one hand, it's like, yeah, sometimes when like a new person enters a group, they bring a different perspective and they can kind of see things that everyone else was like too entrenched to see. On the other hand, I'm like, (laughs) is is she a magical creature? Like what? Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Okay. She's Yoda 2.0 from Westworld. Oh my God. (laughs) They like took Shane from season two, put her in Jamie shipped her to the lot now we're at the baby shower holy shit (laughs) yeah you're welcome this is insider knowledge that i've never told anybody else my wow wow my brain just exclusive yeah blew up that was that's what it is i was i literally was like oh she's the smart one now yeah she's a westworld oh it makes so much sense i knew that westworld and the l word were in the same cinematic universe i've known this well because they had to test the they had to test the robots first so they just put them in all these other shows when the show started getting bad. Oh my god! And that yeah. explains why Jenny's personality is constantly shifting because they're just rewriting her programming. <laughs> her oh, they are. Her and Helena. Yeah, yeah, and also exactly. she's had she has trauma and no one cares, which is also like Westworld. <laughs> um, very you know? much. Very much. Then they're like opening up presents, and there's a little part where the, some they hold up like a onesie that has sort of like a devil picture on it, and Alice goes, "Oh, it looks like Jenny." <laughs> That was the only part of this episode where I was happy for like a fraction of a second. And then Ben and Tina obviously bought Max, uh, what, $800 stroller, probably? Like the Transformers of strollers that turns into a bunch of other things. I thought it was funny. I thought it was cute when they were like presenting the stroller and like being like, and here's an informational DVD. Bet read the whole uh, manual. And I was like, yes, because she is a Taurus, because I also read the manual. Like, she literally, Tina goes, it's light. That was my favorite part. <laughs> it was such, like, I was hoping that Laurel Holloman improvised that line. Like, for whatever yeah. reason, she was just like, it's light. And I was like, that matters. Let's say she did. I think she yeah. did. I want to give Laurel Holloman credit. <laughs> yeah. And I also feel like Max has clearly done no research on anything related to babies because if someone gave me that stroller at my baby shower I would be like holy shit I have the world's fanciest stroller you just saved me the $200 I would have spent on a much worse stroller now I have a better stroller 
the vibe is that like Max is like very unprepared because he is very overwhelmed because he doesn't want any of this to happen and it's all happening very quickly and his boyfriend just left and changed both of his phone numbers and he's being being misgendered left and right at this fucking baby shower and it's like (laughs) right suddenly no one knows his gender anymore like everyone is suddenly even kit says she at one point and kit (sighs) is like his buddy yeah didn't him and tom go to classes though together Yeah, I just remember that as you were talking, I was like, no, he's prepping for this in some capacity. Yeah, the feeling I got was that once Tom left, it kind of broke him and he stopped. He didn't have a cis man in his life, so his brain didn't work anymore. (laughs) That's exactly got you. I mean, what is going well for Max right now? Literally nothing. And then so everyone's talking about birth and how he's going to have his birth or whatever. The funny part about this is if you just pay attention to Mia Kirshner through the whole scene, like she wants Max to open up the present that she got him so badly. She's like, can you open the present? Can you open the present? Like, can you, you know, everyone's talking. She's like, open it, <laughs> open it. She's like, she's like putting it in front of his face. Yeah. She's like, look <laughs> at the present. I mean, actually though, like if I was experiencing transphobia and someone offered me the opportunity to open a present instead, I, I'd open the present. Yeah. You know, but then the trick would be the present was just a vehicle for additional transphobia. Oh, yeah, I right. forgot it's the fucking breastfeed. Oh, my God. Then yeah. everyone's like, well, actually, Max, you're being really selfish for the baby if you don't breastfeed. And then he looks like he's going to have a panic attack, and then he does. <laughs> they literally say, no trans person, listen to me. I know better than you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I heard where they are talking. Ooh, boy. You know what's interesting, though, that I found? So we had um, Thomas Beatty on our show, two, I guess it would be two episodes at this point, two episodes ago. And so I was like reading about him and his pregnancies and stuff. And his wife breastfed the baby that he gave birth to. Like you can, you can like, somehow you can get the hormones from being around a newborn and you can be able to breastfeed. Also not to go into the kink world of kink worlds, but we know people like induce lactation all the time and they're not pregnant, right? Like there's Mm -hmm. ways to breastfeed a baby that like doesn't involve Max's chest. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's ways to do it, you know? Anyway, um, then Alice gives a speech. This is also funny. The thing is that like the essential element of this baby shower is so problematic and so upsetting. The way Max is being treated is so problematic. But at the same time, this is like a comedy forum for some of these actresses in a very weird way. Because mm-hmm. Alice gives this whole speech that then delves into basically her talking about herself. And then it turns like anti-Jenny also. Yeah. <laughs> basically like, I can't wait to see your baby turn out to be not Jenny is basically like the thesis yeah. of her speech. Yeah. Um, Paying no attention to the fact that Max is dying inside. Max like Max is like starting to sweat. He looks pale. He like is looking for an exit. He's starting to take off his jacket. He's like, get yeah. me the fuck out of here. And Alice is just going on about whether or not you should circumcise your baby. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, you have to make these questions. <laughs> and then he starts to basically have a panic attack and he yeah. like collapses on the floor and begs Ben and Tina to take his baby. And then everyone shouts various pills. Lexapro is not fast acting. No, Lexapro you have to is a daily thing you take and it builds up in your system. Like all of us are like, that one's not gonna do anything, girl. We're like, that's incorrect. You're gonna want a Xanax or an Ativan. Yeah. Like give him some like Kalanapin or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. You can't just give someone a Lexapro. That's nothing. That's like giving them a piece of candy. Like, what's that gonna do? Yeah. Yeah. Give him a Lexapro. Maybe he'll feel better in three months. (laughs) Also, I felt so bad for Max because it's just like, you must be super desperate to think that like Bet and Tina are the relationship that you want to give your like newborn over to. But also, why won't they take it? 
I think they should be, if Max doesn't want it, I think they should be taking it because yeah. first of all, Daniela C is hot. Tom is also hot. It's going to be like a hot baby. It's going to be a hot baby. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that they wanted a biracial child that reflects their family and, and blah, 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 blah. I'm going to try to be generous and not say it's true. That's true. You're right. Right. You're exactly. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm gonna yeah. try. But also, does he know that other people can adopt his baby? No. No, he doesn't. This is why he only has them as friends. He doesn't actually know other people exist. <laughs> I think they've been like holding him hostage in the garage, in the shed. And he doesn't know that there's a world outside. <laughs> yeah, he still lives in a tool shed with no bathroom. So morning sickness, oh. peeing all the time. All of that just has to take place in the backyard. Season six is a documentary about Stockholm Syndrome. A thousand percent. Yeah. And then we see like, I, I couldn't tell like how much time had passed. But then we see Max in the bathroom and he's like... Fully topless. Like the show is just so determined and like, yes, obsessed with his body, (laughs) determined to make him uncomfortable in his body at all times. Can I talk about this for a second? Please. Okay. Yeah. Next month, I'll have been on T for literally a decade, right? Like literally a fucking decade. I have never seen any trans person that was like trans masculine that had an entire beard, but the rest of their body was as silk as a fucking seal. Like, he's as smooth as his unborn child. Like, I, he didn't have any hair on his knuckles. Like, any, like there's no hair anywhere else on his body. It's just that beard. I was like, how? Does like Max go get wax from the neck down? So that like, and then like, like that hair gets put on his face. Like that's how he has such a thick beard. Oh my God. I'm sorry. Like I've never seen any human like that was on T that like didn't have some kind of body hair. Even if it was like super fake. Yeah. I was mesmerized. The beard (laughs) is the most mesmerizing thing. Like that fucking beard. That's my expert opinion as someone who studies testosterone. I've just never seen that. I've never seen this type of dad before. Because this is a work yeah. of science fiction. <laughs> it's it world again. That's what I'm saying. Like, I can't exactly. believe, like, I just, I was like, how does he have that much facial hair and not a lake of body hair? If the show really wanted to be, you know, cute about this, next episode, the beard should be fully back in. Like, he shaved yeah. it and it completely grew back in right away. <laughs> right. Even though he's not on testosterone anymore because he yeah, would have had just, to go off it cares? to not hurt the baby or whatever. Well, I was right. going to say, that's the thing. Like, if you get to a certain point, depending on, you know, your genetic makeup, blah, 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 you can stop tea and you, like, can continue to grow facial hair. It doesn't, like, get as thick for sure, but, like, it'll still come uh-huh. back and whatnot. You have, like, a nice little okay. five o'clock shadow. But, like, yeah. they just didn't take any time to do, like, basic Googling. And it just, now as an adult, I can't believe that I thought, like, Max was, like, the trans dude to look up at. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm embarrassed for my younger self. He was the trans dude, period. Like, that he yeah. was it. the one. So thank you all for letting me go on that rant about his body hair because it bothered no, me. No, we need important. We need to talk about this body hair. This is the insight that we that we require. <laughs> yeah. Um, but good news for everybody, especially the makeup department, because this is going to save them at least 45 seconds a day that they spent putting that beard on poorly, <laughs> um, is that he is now shaving off the beard, which I did feel like was the show being like, well, now he's accepting this femininity and getting rid of his facial <sighs> hair to like embrace it. Like I felt like that was their angle there because that's their obsession with. Yeah, I feel like this was the show's like. You too can detransition if you try hard enough. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. truly. Like, yeah. that's what it felt like. They were like, ha ha, we won. 
<laughs> we made him back into a woman. Yeah, that's what it felt like. It was very... You all don't know your ovaries make your gender? <laughs> I wasn't aware of that, but like I am aware of it now and I feel really empowered. Yeah. Well, I'm confused because I believe I do have ovaries, but I have a complete right. lack of gender. And so... That's really weird. What am I doing? I don't know. Ask Jenny, maybe. I'll ask Jenny. Today's episode is brought to you by EveryPlate. EveryPlate is America's best value meal kit. Get meals you'll enjoy and your bank account will love delivered right to your door. How does a bank account have an opinion about a meal? This My bank account is very vocal. <laughs> and they send me a lot of alerts. A lot of alerts and it's like, <laughs> feed me. Yeah, but I'm hungry. Money, not food. We're all familiar with the same scenario. You come home from working a long day, you're tired. Or you work from home and you've been at home all day and you're tired. You don't feel like cooking. You can't justify the cost of spending the extra money on ordering out. What do you do? Every plate. Every plate's easy to follow recipes and pre-portioned ingredients take the stress out of dinner time. Recipes come together in about 30 minutes, which is definitely faster than a trip to the grocery store and starting a meal from scratch. And it's cheaper too. I personally found these recipes to be really easy to follow. Yeah. I have made two of the meals this week and I found both of them very tasty and genuinely easy to follow. I don't cook and was able to make these meals. Yeah. I made the pasta with the chicken, which was super good. And then the meatballs is the other one I made. Mm, yeah. Um, and that was really great. And I still had some left over for later, which was also exciting. Have we mentioned that every plate is America's best value meal kit? Have we? I we talk did. about it all the time. <laughs> you can think of it like this. One meal is the same price as one cup of coffee. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> Even at regular price, every plate is up to 58% cheaper than other major meal kits out there. Some other meal kits can be as expensive as getting takeout or ordering food, but yeah. this one is definitely cheaper. And it also feels like it's cheaper than cooking from home. So that's a miracle. Yeah, you also don't run into the conundrum of food waste if you mm -hmm. are a single person and you're just making meals for one or even if you're making meals for two a lot of the times the ingredients you have to buy are there's so much shit left over yeah. and maybe you're busy or you're not great at coming up with creative cooking ideas i know nothing about cooking mm -hmm. you're just gonna end up uh, probably wasting a bunch of that food which is terrible that's food waste terrible. is a huge problem it's in this a country. huge problem in this country we have a very special offer for To Ellen Back listeners. Try every plate for just $1.99 per meal, plus an additional 20% off your next two boxes by going to everyplate.com and entering code 2LNBAC199. Oh my God, Carly, that's up to a $100 value. Reese, you're right. I love math. So <laughs> yeah, once again, get started with every plate for just $1.99 per meal, plus an additional 20% off another two weeks. By going to everyplate.com and entering code 2L and back 199, T O L A N D B A C K 199. That's everyplate.com. Enter code to L and back 199. Do it. Every, every plate. <laughs> every single plate. plate. We got every plate together that we could find. We took all the plates out of every cabinet. <laughs> I brought all the plates over from my house. Whoa. Then we go to our favorite person. It's Joyce. She's <laughs> Joyce back. fucking Wishnia. On a Blackberry. <laughs> On a Blackberry. She's meeting with Bet and Tina about the adoption, and she is texting Phyllis how bored she is on her Blackberry. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. 
That was funny. And Joyce is barely listening and just wants to talk about how she's engaged to Phyllis and that Gavin Newsom is going to officiate. <laughs> and then they're like, they say something. She's like, the, the adoption should be fine. And then they mention Nevada. And she's like, oh, and she pulls out, I guess, her like Nevada pamphlet that was sitting on her desk. And is like, <laughs> she pulls out her like lawyer cheat sheet <laughs> yeah. book. Oh, you can't adopt a ba- gay people can't adopt a baby in Nevada. So you're going to have to get her to L.A. to give birth here in L.A. There's no pregnant people in California that... Zero. There are zero. They don't exist. They weren't at just at a baby shower where someone offered to give them a child in the state of California. <laughs> they literally have, like, a child offered to them in a few months that is here yeah. and they could adopt and they'd be like, everyone would be happy. And instead, yeah. they're like, maybe we have to fly this girl or have this girl drive out from Nevada. Yeah. I think that's what we have to do. Why are they going to Nevada in the first place? Like, Max aside, there's plenty of people who are pregnant who don't want their, like, adopt, adopt, foster care. Like, there's plenty of people who are having babies they don't want to raise. I think you're being rational about this. <laughs> yeah. Right. But it seems yeah. like the whole Nevada, no, like the Nevada device exists to get Marcy to LA for some reason. But since I only w- watched this season once in order to recap it and never rewatched it because it's such a shit show and not until today. I don't remember what happens with that, but like... I also don't. I won't spoil you, but I will say this. Like, okay. <laughs> I feel like it's just there to be preachy, right? So like, mm-hmm. I taught this class on the L1. Oh, and right. again, like, these students could not fathom that like, even however long ago, you, in 2009 or whatever, you couldn't just adopt wherever you wanted. And so it just felt so heavy-handed to me that they just wanted to like, hey, we know Barack Obama's been elected, but just a reminder, like, things are so shitty. And I'm just like, right. it's two episodes left. Where are we going with this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. Because also it was the same, like, when they went to Nevada. They're like, Nevada's bad. <laughs> yeah. And when they went there, it was like her parents were homophobic. So it was like this whole, like, it's still terrible out there and we're still fighting for our rights. Also, or they're racist, which is why she's giving up the baby. Because mm-hmm. it's not right. black and she doesn't want her parents to know. Yeah. yeah. They're like, luckily here in LA, we're all very tolerant. For example, meet our first queer Asian friend. Her name is Jamie. She's magical. We got rid of Pappy so we could bring in Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> Reese, that was such a good segue. Oh my Once God. Once again. So the thruple. Speaking of Jamie, the thruple is returning from their workout. They're sweaty. They're pumped. Tasha, again, happier than she's ever been in the whole series. <laughs> Uh, they're, they're talking, Jamie, Jamie's going to go home and shower. Why don't go home and shower. That's going to take forever. Man, you should get showered here. And so she changes in the bathroom and Tasha sees her taking her clothes off. Oh my God. Are we going to watch Jamie take a shower? We are. And then (laughs) Tasha gets on top of Alice and they start fucking. And I loved it. This is the one part of this episode that I was like, I was like, this is hot. I was into it. Okay. I have another question because I have just have so many questions this entire episode. Oh, for sure. What about her panties? Did Jamie just go commando after the shower? Like, I don't think she put on her like post-workout underwear again, right? Maybe she did. Like, I I had so many questions about what clothes did Tasha give her? A Free City t-shirt. Yeah, okay. We, that, we know that. $300. I assume Alice's closet is only Free City t-shirts. Maybe yeah, she has like new underwear with tags on them that she has for when guests need to shower. <laughs> we love having our friends shower here. We just keep a whole cabinet full of brand new underwear for like you. Like toothbrushes under the sink. Toothbrushes and underwear. Yeah. I, yeah. I just wondered. I was just like, Jamie needs fresh bloomers. I was yeah. concerned about her nether region and what she was going to do when she left. Like that's all I kept thinking about. 
I'm like an obnoxiously particular person about like just this kind of stuff. Like this bothered me so much that they were like, just shower here. Cause like if that yeah. was my friends, I'd be like, I'm leaving. No. <laughs> I'll see you later. The like peer pressure yeah. of it all. You will bathe yeah, and you I will was do right. it here. I was like, don't bully me. Don't bully me into showering at your home. I don't want to shower at your home. I have my yeah. products at home. I have to shower at home. And my yeah. other question, yeah. what are the acoustics of this apartment? Okay. That's a great yeah, question. Okay. That that was a little bit. She's in yeah. the shower and she can hear them having sex. Because no. the, the bathroom is, is here. And then the kitchen is kind of like no. between the bathroom and the living room. And then we have like the whole like entrance of the living room. And then we have the couch. There's no universe in which no. like she's no, hearing no, them no, have no, sex. No. Like Ginny didn't hear Alice and Shane blowing on balloons and telling me like her telling her to break up with her in the same like living room. But yeah, Jamie yeah. heard them softly moaning via her shower. I just want to know who's in the sound department at the L word. I'm just wondering. It no just one. seems a little unrealistic. Yeah. My, my disbelief right. has to be suspended. <laughs> mm-hmm. My complaint was that, so Jamie gets out of the shower and she can still hear them having sex and she just kind of like waits in the hallway while compulsively pulling her hair back into a ponytail and then letting it go and pulling it back to the ponytail and letting it go, which kind of reminded me of me because I'm always fiddling with my hair. But um, <laughs> I thought that Jamie, because again, I forgot this episode, I thought Jamie was going to start masturbating in the hallway and I was really excited about it, but she didn't. So then I thought she was going to masturbate when she sat on the couch when they went into the shower together and they, then she didn't. And I was like, this right. show is really disappointing. <laughs> Yeah, where's the shower masturbating representation in this show? Jamie not there. totally masturbated, though, when they went to go shower together. If you go back and look at her face and she sits oh, down yeah, on the right. when they just got done fucking, she is so, like, sedated and happy. And she, like, throws her arm up and she's just, like, mm. basking in their, like, post-sex vibe. Like, she did. Yeah, like, you're right. It's, it's in their face. Yeah. They just didn't put it on <laughs> I hope so. And why not? That's, yeah. Yeah, why not? Then we go back to Bettina's. Oh, God. So here we have a new character. I want to die. I'm quit. I quit the podcast. You know how we're always talking about how there is no butch representation on this show? Uh There still isn't because this is not a real person. This is the contractor. Her name is Wheezy. And she is the butchest looking person that's ever stepped foot on the show. Yeah, straight out of my mom's potlucks. Oh, my God. I love that. Um, and she is like aggressively heterosexual, so much so that she sexually harasses the guy on her crew that's standing right next to her. Actually, we're ahead of the game, ladies. <laughs> I guess my guys do more than just look good. <laughs> Actually, I just wanted to give you the heads up that, that we're expecting a house guest for about a month or so, so it is critical. Oh, that- so I might have to do some massaging of the boys out again to pull in some extra hours. <laughs> uh, just one of the perks of the job, I guess. <laughs> Can I, um, Wheezy? Uh, actually, I wanted to talk to you about the master bath. There was supposed to be a wraparound deck. Oh, yeah. Change that. It's not going to happen. But don't worry. I talked to the architect. He's a handsome fellow. I wouldn't kick him out of bed for leaving crumbs. <laughs> what the fuck? She is so thirsty. Like, she talks about liking men. I mean, heterosexuals are pretty into themselves. But, like, she talks about liking men... Oh, man. This was just like the right. I I can't. I don't even have words. I'm like, I guess they thought this was funny. What's the point of this? But like, yeah, what is the point of this? Also, Wheezy is only credited for this episode. So we don't even get her in future episodes. Like truly, what is the point of this? She literally looks like my seventh grade earth sciences teacher, though. Like it, it was 
Because, like, that's the thing, though. If this show is set in the Midwest, I would have believed that right. like, Weezy could have been straight. Yeah. Like, I know a lot of women that just, like, look like that, and they have three children, and they help their husband on the farm. Yeah. She definitely had the energy of my middle school gym teacher, uh, who was, of course, a lesbian. But um, So they were being subversive, Carly. The show is so subversive. <laughs> I know. They really were. This was such a subversive episode. They were really just, like, lampshading everything. Oh, um, they they, really and there's were. also exposition here about Marcy coming to stay. And there's also, I felt like it was like Tina and Batter, like joking about Weetsy Woozy Batter, whatever her name is together. <laughs> okay, I am so confused. Are you confused? Oh, I'm very confused. She's a dyke, right? I don't know. She doesn't know she's a dyke. That's because she's a yikes. Yikes! He's, he's a handsome fella. That's crazy. That's mean. She's doing a good job. She's awesome. And that was supposed to be cute because of this like Bad and Tina love each other fan service that we're getting this season. Yeah. Which is great for people that are really into that, which is most people. So I'm going to pretend like I am too. It was good. It was sweet to see like a couple that actually is functioning. To be mean to other people. (laughs) Yeah. A couple that teases together stays together. Right. I, I mean, mean, that's the, that's, that's what they real. bond over is hating the same people. <laughs> she said that in the elevator. Right. She yeah. did. She said, we she hate did. the same people. She they did. just want to talk shit true. about Jenny together and make fun of this woozy bat. Woozy bat. Today's episode is brought to you by Feels. Hey, Reese, do you experience stress, anxiety, trouble sleeping, or chronic pain at least once a week? I experience all of those things every day. Well, you're not alone. Many of us out there, especially queer folks, experience these things all the time. I personally struggle with endometriosis and anxiety and occasional insomnia, and it's a never-ending journey trying to find products that will soothe my pain. It's true. I also struggle with insomnia and anxiety and fibromyalgia, and I'm constantly searching for new products to help with pain management. But you know what does work? Feels. That's right. Feels is premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. It naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. I used it the other day because I couldn't sleep, and it totally helped me get get my uh, tight 14 hours in. <laughs> tight 14? It's a tight 14. I have found it to be really helpful with the pain that I experience from fibro, which happens a lot when I'm really stressed out or when I haven't slept, um, and CBD is really great for that, and feels was wonderful. You just put a few drops of feels under your tongue, and you feel the difference within minutes. As someone who's tried many things for pain management, it doesn't get much easier than this. Yeah, it's like delivered to your house. I mean, that's pretty convenient. Mm -hmm. Feels also offers real human support. If you're new to CBD, Feels offers a free CBD hotline and text message support to help guide your personal experience. Finding the dosage that works for you is important, and they're here to help. I have to say, the most confusing thing for me personally in my journey with CBD has been trying to figure out the right dosage. So this right. is this is very helpful. Yeah, you never really know. No. <laughs> you don't know until you try, and then sometimes it's too Yeah, late. and you don't want to, like, mess up. Yeah. Right. But Feels works naturally to help you feel better. There's no high hangover or addiction. So you can join us and the Feels community to get Feels delivered to your door every month, and you'll save money on every order, and you can pause or cancel at any time. Feels has us feeling our best every day, and it can help you too. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash to Ellen back and you'll get 50% off your first Whoa. order with free shipping. That's half off. That's free half shipping. Off. That's F-E-A-L-S dot mm-hmm. com slash to L and back. 
T-O-L-A-N-D-B-A-C-K, to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash Woo! And you'll get a really cute package yeah, right packaging at your door. Is super cute. And then you'll feel better. It's with super feels. cute packaging. Feel better. Get it? Get it? You guys get it? I got it. It's pretty good. That was good. Speaking of unexpected things, it's a surprise for Shani. Why are women on the show always surprising Shane with stores? <laughs> Sherry Jaffe got her a salon. <laughs> These are expensive things. You have to enter in a, a, a lease for at lease. least 12 months. It's LA. I don't live there, but I heard y'all's real estate is ridiculous. It is. It's pretty expensive. It's pretty Even expensive. Even in 2009. Yeah. A West Hollywood yeah. storefront, like on a busy street? Are you crazy? Just to make art? She's yeah. not even like doing anything in there, I don't feel like. She's right. never taken a photo. She said she was into photography. She took a oh, photo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Robin had to share her studio with like three other people. Yeah, she did. And she had been a photographer for over a decade. Like a professional, like a professional, like a professional photographer. How much money did Ginny get for this book and this movie? Oh, the movie she got half a million dollars for the new movie, the movie she, that she just sold. But they wouldn't have paid that entirely out to her yet. No, that would be yeah. Shane's like, I haven't even been taking that many pictures, Jen, and I'm like, yeah, exactly. Also, like at the end of the like, she's an amateur photographer is generous. She's a professional hairstylist, though. So, like, if you were going to buy her a storefront, I know it would be repetitive because Cherry Jaffe did the same thing. But if I was to buy her a storefront, I would probably err on the side of hair salon. I would not purchase real estate for anyone. That's just me. <laughs> well, you all That's are not me. interested. Carly, you need to you need to learn to love. We bomb. don't know what love is. Right. You need to love bomb like Scientology teaches us. Oh, and yeah. buy people's storefronts so they know you care. Buy Robin a nope, store. That is that is not buy my love subway. <laughs> buy her a subway sandwich. Get into it. I'm gonna buy, I'll buy her a, a subway franchise. Yeah, buy her a subway franchise. That is love. <laughs> then we go to Bettina's where um exposition. Tina is going to New York for some meetings relating to this movie that she wants to get off the ground. Um for some reason Woozy Bad is still here at night. It's nighttime. Everyone's just creeping in this episode. Like Jamie's creeping. Right, everyone's creeping. Jenny's creeping. Wheezy's creeping. I was like, there's so much creeping happening right now. Like, Bet doesn't yeah. know she's still there. Bet's right. like, why are you here? <laughs> like, <laughs> home. That's her house. <laughs> you should know at all times the number of people in your home. Well, Bet was busy checking her IM messages earlier, so she didn't know that Wheezy was still there. I am me. Okay, don't forget. That killed me. <laughs> I am me. Don't forget. Isn't IMs what got you guys in trouble last time? Yes. <laughs> yes. Did anyone notice Wheezy's Rat Tail movie? Like, oh, I did. Every other second in this scene. <laughs> that Rat Tail was at least a foot long. It was mm -hmm. glorious. One moment it's like on the shoulder. One moment it's behind. <laughs> I was like, who yeah, edited like, this? Dude. The continuity is horrible. So Wheezy thinks that Tina and Better sisters what? and is incredibly nosy. And incorrect. And she doesn't seem to even know what lesbians are. And this is someone who undoubtedly has been read as a lesbian prior to this moment. At least once before. One would think. She is going to go to the art opening because she hears it's a great place to meet the fellas. <laughs> and I am looking. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> see you tomorrow. Nails on a chalkboard. Oh, boy. <laughs> what Literally. heterosexual told her, hey, I know where to meet other heterosexuals? 
Yeah, it, it's an art gallery in West Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, owned by a famous lesbian. In West Hollywood, California. Perfect. Yeah, star of the Jody Lerner art piece. <laughs> I love you, or whatever the fuck that. Unwitting star who did Unwitting, not. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> God. Oh, we go to our favorite nightclub hit club. Porter Peabody's Pleasure Palace. Porter Peabody's Pleasure Palace. Helena is drinking heavily. Mm-hmm. Kit tries to get her to stop and go home and Helena yells at her and it's a whole thing. And Sunset Boulevard is DJing because he's the only DJ that ever can work at this club and is watching yeah. this happen. His outfit is great, though. He's doing like a like, like a, a Madonna, Madonna desperately seeking Susan. Exactly. His outfit's amazing, great. but his makeup is anti-blackness. And makeup is very bad tell us more i thought my ancestors be offended for like <laughs> everyone who's ever lived because of what they did to his face this is the same makeup they always have him in every time it's bad it's so bad that i'm like literally this is this this is violent like this is the form of anti yeah like i'm claiming that right now it's always blue yeah. eyeshadow right it's like straight up blue eyeshadow every time which is like that and like purple lipstick like stop uh, it no <laughs> like, this is what happens when you don't just hire an actual drag queen to play a drag queen because then the drag queen would do her own makeup and she'd look amazing because that's what she yep. does this is also what happens when you don't have people on set who know how to like handle black skin that's darker than like Jennifer Bills. Right. We see it in the makeup. We see it in the lighting. Yeah. Lighting. Like, oh god. The lighting. And Tasha is just like, come on, y'all. Oh, it's a mess. It's like, an absolute oh, right. Sunset's makeup. I felt so bad for her. Yeah. So Sunset Boulevard thinks that Helena and Kit are in love and should be together, and Kit is like, no. And as she's talking about how she is straight, she's like feeling up his biceps and like getting really into it. And I thought that was. Okay. <laughs> sure. The sexual harassment on this show knows no bounds. <laughs> I know. It's, no, it's just never ending. And it's going to get so much worse in this very episode. And then Helena gets in a fight with some lesbians. <laughs> also, this like wordplay of like this, like him thinking Kit and Helena are together thing that this has been going on since episode two and it's over. Like it's not funny anymore. It's also yeah. not possible at this point that these like linguistic like misinterpretations would still be happening to the point where he still yeah. thinks they're together. Like this is stupid. No. It's not funny. Can we find a new joke? It's like, we've done this eight times now. <laughs> um, speaking of new jokes, now we go to the art gallery. Um, I don't, I don't like Kelly. Left. No. That's all I remember from this scene. <laughs> Kelly is awful. <laughs> she gives such good lighting direction though. Left. Left. <laughs> left. That's all she said. Left. Uh, left? To the left. She checks out Bet while she's up on the ladder. Left. There were two things about this that were realistic. One, that they ask if any celebs are coming and they're like, did you call Nikki Stevens? Because that's such an LA thing where like you have connections to maybe two legitimately famous people and you're always trying to make them come to your event. Yeah. Um, it's, and it's always the same people over and over. Nikki is now the most famous person they know, most mainstream famous person they know. So they're like, yeah. let's get let's get Nikki Stevens in here. Um, and then the other thing is that on the phone, Tina's like, no one in New York seems to care about the mystery of the Les Girls negative. And it's like, yeah, neither do we. Like, no, no one, one in L.A. cares either. <laughs> right. I was like, oh, that that annoying plot line. It's, there's so many other annoying plot lines. It's hard to keep track of all of them. It briefly became like a New York tourism moment. They were like, we love yeah. New York. I'm starting yeah. to see what you saw in this place. Also, like Tina's been to New York before. Like, what the Come fuck on. is this? She's acting like she's never been there. What? Okay, whatever. <laughs> then Kelly is super rude to Bet, talking about oysters and is trying to drive yeah, she a She makes wedge. her get off the phone. 
because of the oysters. So it's the crisis. Okay, we're getting all these last minute RSVPs and I'm just concerned because I don't think we're gonna have enough oysters. Are you kidding me? No, no, we just, we're expecting 250. No, 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 I mean, you, you got me off the phone with Tina to talk to me about oysters. I mean, I've had, I, it's, a, it's a legit thing. I've had students email me saying they can't come to class because they didn't have enough oysters for the day. So I get it. Okay, okay, fine. Maybe it is realistic. There's precedent. Yeah, it is, a, it is yeah. a real issue then. I did appreciate that Beth like, did not let her get away with it. Was like, really? You got me off the phone with Tina to ask me about oysters? Really? And she's yeah. like, I don't think Tina's being very supportive. And Beth's like, yes, she is. Go fall down a flight of stairs and die because I hate your character. Yeah, <laughs> someone kill Kelly or Woozy. There's so many other people I want to see murdered. Or Tom, apparently, <laughs> since he changed his... Who does that? In 2009, I want to keep... I know it was like years ago, but like nobody was changing their number like that. Even back no. then. No, <laughs> Two numbers? Not a landline, I'll tell you. We moved houses so many times and kept the same number like my entire yeah. life. Yeah, I've had the same number since 2004. Since 2004. That's what I'm saying. Like, who? Anyway, I've yeah. never opened that part. Yeah. Because I'm never letting go of my 917. I consider same. it to be a valuable artifact. Same. I, mine, I treasure my 917 yeah. number. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I don't know if you know this, but Jamie's really cool. Jamie's so cool and she has a dog. And I think that the fact that there are, we talk about this, there's no dogs. Our first dog. No dogs on the show. Only time we see dogs is when there's Jenny's dogs and I'm just worried about them. So this was really nice to see a dog whose name is Bubba and he's Bulldog and he's Jamie's dog. And I was just really happy to see a dog that was like not in danger of being murdered by Jenny. I was like, then we should just follow the dog and see what the dog does. The next yeah. Scene. <laughs> yeah. It'll be like Lassie, yeah. except that also there will be a death at the end. Um, yeah. The <laughs> so uh, Jamie's apartment is super hip and super cool and we love it just like Jamie and then oh there's a picture of of Jamie's dad and brothers in, in cop uniforms and Tasha's just like oh this is your family blah blah <laughs> I mean I didn't even take any notes on any of that so I don't even know what was happening I just put Tasha so moral lol she keeps looking away <laughs> that's all oh does <laughs> She does. Like, She's always what like, are you doing? You're so scared She's to so look. She's so modest. I know. Yeah. This is the only thing I remember right. on that scene is she was just like, I can't. Yeah. I'm yeah. Look away. Look away. Yeah. Look away. Tasha's been to a locker room with Kelly McGillis. She's seen naked people before. Well, that was that was different. It was for the military. Oh, right. That was at Army. And this is with and this Alice is police. here. Right. This is police. And also, we're off the clock. Right. And Alice oh, is that's true. here. You can objectify yeah. on the government's dime, not on your exactly. own. That's actually that's how true. You're feminism right. You're right. works. Yeah, yeah. That is true. Feminism 101. Yep. Feminism 101. Exactly. We all know it. We all we love all it. We all know it. You know. Speaking of things we don't know and don't love, we are going to go back to the the Porter Wentworth Gallery <laughs> where Kelly is completely out of her goddamn gourd. Some dudes talking about art. No one gives a shit. Helena wants to get a bunch of drinks. Sunset's in there in his street clothes, just looking like a normal person. He's on a drag. He's just dressed in his normal clothes. And yeah. Kit calls him a sleaze ball. Okay. So <laughs> this is confusing on multiple levels. They do spend a lot of time together. And it's well lit in here because it's daytime. So maybe that's making it so that she doesn't know who he is. But also at the same time, he's acting as if she should know who he is. And like sometimes out of drag, you don't know. It's the lighting's different. He's not in drag. I don't know. It's just why would he not just say, it's me? That would require good writing. Oh, yeah. you're right. You know what? You're right. Um, did you guys think that that photographer had never taken a photograph before? <laughs> I literally wrote, why are we watching them take pictures? 
That photographer was like, like in a way that I was like, this can't, this, I don't think that's how this works. I feel like that's why like Kelly was like, back up, boo. <laughs> yeah. You're a little close. You're, you're, you're not doing yeah. this, right? They hadn't hired Robin yet. Exactly. Yeah, they should have exactly. hired Robin like they did for, for Jun Kyo. Maybe that was why they, because they, when they asked Robin to be on it, they were like, we really need somebody that knows how to operate a camera so that it doesn't mm-hmm. look ridiculous. And I wonder if that was an indirect response to this scene. I think yes. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Trauma works like that. It'll come back up mm-hmm. later. Yeah, exactly. Everything comes back around. So Shane and Jenny are being, they, they have a moment that's cute. Maybe this is even their last cute moment. I don't even know. But they're being like jokey and cute about oysters. I don't know how you can eat those things. You don't like them? I don't like them because it reminds me of a guy coming in your mouth. Just saying. But Shane eats them anyway. And Jenny says that they make a, like Kelly and Bet make a beautiful couple. Everybody is like incorrect about this. Yeah, this is so weird. And then Nikki Stevens. Yeah, Nikki <laughs> Stevens shows up in. Tall. Yeah, they're both tall, right? And Nikki Stevens okay. shows up in her fancy car or whatever, and she gets out, and all the paparazzi is there. And also, there are a bunch of people with Nikki Stevens headshots for her to sign. Everyone got the media alert that Nikki Stevens was coming to the opening of this incredible gay gallery. And they all gathered outside with their glossy headshots waiting for her to autograph them. You can actually just do that anywhere you go. Every time I enter campus, I actually demand that there's a group of students waiting with my headshot. Right. It's just a thing. Yeah. It's just nice. Yeah. It's It's responsible also like just carry some headshots around with you. You never know what celebrity is going to walk out of a car outside of an art gallery. You just keep a bunch in in your pocket, in your car. I always have a shot of Dolly Parton on me at all times. Because you never know. It's Dolly. You never know. Yeah. Did anyone else think that the painting that Ginny and Shane were looking at looked like Paris Hilton and her friend? One thousand percent. It was Lindsay Lindsay Lohan and Paris Hilton. And I didn't know who the other person was. But right, it was. Yeah, I was just like, oh, is that Nicole, the younger, like her younger sister? Oh. What's Paris Hilton's little sister's name? Nikki? Nikki. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it is Nicole, but Nikki, whatever. Yeah. I was like, that's Paris, Nikki, and someone else, like Paris and friend. Yeah. So also, I just want to say that I love that kind of what you were saying before, but like, I love that everyone on this show just like uses Nikki now. They're like, we need a famous person. We need attention. We need someone to like do something ridiculous. Call Nikki. Yeah. Yeah, and she does it. That's just, she, and but like, she sure. does it because she wants to fuck Shane. That's why she yeah, does it. Exactly. She wants to be near Shane. And also, I did think it was funny. That picture was funny because Nikki is based on Lindsay Lohan, kind of. So mm-hmm. I was like, that's an interesting circle thing. But then, um, so Nikki comes up and is like, what up, sexy Shane? And in that moment, I never wanted to have sex ever again. <laughs> I I left my body briefly. Did you become celibate? Yeah, I did. My soul yeah. left my body and it's just over there sitting in a vacuum. And then Nikki's like, let's get out of here. And then Shane's like, cool. Do you have a car? Let's go. What? What the fuck is happening? Okay. Jenny's still there. How big is this gallery that you can sneak off? That's what I was going to say. She looked around like for Jenny. Uh-huh. Yeah. She's like, and in that moment, I knew she, <laughs> I knew Shane actually wasn't a Taurus. <sighs> oh no. Shane is absolutely not a right. Taurus. And she just like, okay, I don't see Jenny. Let's get the fuck out of here. And I was mm-hmm. like, what is going yeah. on? Mm-hmm. Again, the acoustic of this place. No, now Jenny can't hear magically. <laughs> right, and also like it's rude to leave the show when you just arrived. But also, like, does Shane really think? Oh, I'm going to get away with leaving Jenny Schechter? 
not even normal Jenny, but this like season six insane Jenny inspector Schechter at a gallery and like what what there, the, there's only that was good there's only one Thank thing you. that could come out of this which is jenny aggressively trying to find her there's no other outcome of course no one else in the group likes her right now so it's not like right. anyone's gonna entertain her also yeah. not that we like fully care about bet's feelings but she's kind of just being a bad friend to bet as well yeah, yeah she is she is her PR push for this. And then we can, then we can go do this thing that doesn't make any sense, you know? Right. So then Sunset, um, who does yet, he doesn't have like a, um, non-drag name yet, I guess. Again, he goes to Kit and he says to her the exact same thing that a few episodes ago, Kit said, shopping at Gelson's for groceries when this straight up brother comes up to me. No bling, no attitude. And he says to me, you are one beautiful woman. And I would just love to wake up with your arms and legs wrapped around me. Mm, mm, mm. So he delivers the exact speech that she said. However, they are in an art gallery. They are not. They're not at a Gelson's. And so she throws a glass of wine on him. Or I guess it wasn't wine, water. Like that extra. No. She got paid her whatever couple hundred for that. (laughs) Because the look of just utter shock when Kit, literally Carly, kind of your face. That lady, (laughs) y'all seen the reaction gifts of Oprah finding out that the royal family's racist? Yes. That lady was like, I'm going to inspire Oprah 10 years earlier right now. And she she just gave the best. I couldn't take the scene serious because of the lady in the background so upset. Go look at that lady's face because she is just so... I absolutely will. Oh my God. She's never seen Black people act like that in public. And she's just... She's like, not here in front of the art. It was like, not in front of Paris and Friends oil on canvas. Yeah. 2009. 2009. <laughs> it was the best part of that. That's when I felt joy. Yeah. That's when I actually, yeah. I was like, that lady's acting. She's getting her fucking sad card. God damn it. Like, God, good yeah. for her. Oh my God. I have to go back and look. Um, Me too. So then we have another moment where somebody's saying that Bet and Kelly are a couple and it's, Alice and Tasha and Jamie are watching them and Jamie is like going on about how they're acting like a couple and da 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 da. And then Jenny interrupts and she's like, where's Shane? And they're like, we don't know where Shane is. We're kind of dealing with our own weird vibe right now. And then she walks away and Jamie, who is again, some sort of genius, uh, observant person. She's a counselor. She's just, that's what counselors do, Carly. That's true. She's a counselor. They counsel. Dr. Phil. She's counseling. Yeah, exactly. Dr. Phil can't help it. Neither can Jamie. Okay, that's fair. And she says that Jenny is like very damaged and that that's what True. scares her about having kids. And I was like, <laughs> yes, Jenny scares me about the idea of having kids too. Because <laughs> you're a This fictional character. Jenny, and they mean like, I was going to do this thing with my uterus, but now <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. 
then I saw this girl right. walking around being crazy and then I decided maybe I shouldn't. That's probably why Max doesn't want his baby because he lives with Jenny and every day he's like, do I really want a child who's going to grow into this? Or alternately, I could have a Shane. Both are examples of the importance of parenting in your form. <laughs> <laughs> and both are examples of why therapy is great. Literally. Speaking of parenting, we've been waiting for now a few seasons for Tasha to reveal any information about oh my her God. life. And now we're going to get it because Jamie and Tasha are bonding about their families and they have a lot in common. They share some experiences. Alice looks like vaguely annoyed, but also intrigued. Um, and we just get, we get a lot of exposition. This is episode 606. Yeah. So we have two more episodes left in this program. And this is the beginning this is like an info dump about Tasha's life. Yeah, that's what black people serve on screen. So, <laughs> yeah, they should just be one thing your army yeah. and then your police. <laughs> because if black bodies are being used for the nation's sake, what good do we have? <laughs> that's a really good point, you know? That's that all they could come up with. That's the, yeah. That was all they could come up with. <laughs> Alice is, I, I really thought that Alice is like, this is all new information to me was like yeah. ridiculous. And I wonder, has Alice never asked Tasha about any of this? Because that feels believable. Like she's so self-centered. What? And they're so good at sexing with each other that I could yeah. have like the formula of all of that together. You would never care that she was from Virginia or whatever Tasha's backstory is. Yeah. And like Tasha is kind of like a person who is, not gregarious and not doesn't love to share and is kind of closed off. And so it's not like she's ever going to bring any of this up on her own. But like Jamie is able to bring this out in her because they share these experiences. And also because Jamie gives a shit. Like Alice has never like tried to engage Tasha in any kind of like meaningful conversation that wasn't about her. Or the military. Right. Or the military. Yeah. Or army. <laughs> yeah. Or army or uh, now the police. The police. Army or police. Um, mm -hmm. I want her to show up on season two of Gen Q. I know. Yes. I, that is a character I want to come back more than probably anybody like, else. Seriously. Yeah, and I would love for her not to be a cop. Oh my <clears> God, <throat> how great would that be? She's actually like a community organizer. Yes. Uh, it's like, you know, like she comes on Alice's show to talk about the moment. My yes. Is here. Uh, I'm just saying, give Rose Wallace some work. It's again, what we deserve, damn it. Yeah, it sure is. It's also weird because when Alice says like, why didn't you tell me any of that ever? And Tasha's like, oh, it doesn't matter. Um, Like, Yes, it does. Like your entire family backstory. Like that's such a weird, again, there's like this emptiness that they have when they approach yeah. this kind of character. Like that's such a weird thing to say. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. My entire family and upbringing, I never mentioned it to you because it doesn't matter. No, like the proper response is like some explanation or it's like you never asked, you know, but right. like it doesn't matter. Your past and your family always matters. Like I didn't think Alice would bring it up in front of Jamie right then and there like right i know i was like i mean it's like a private conversation that you should have as a couple but but then again none of these characters have act, like good boundaries so Touché. i mean generally it's just jenny and alice that have like horrible boundaries mm -hmm. well they've already went to the uh, counselor dude right what is his name that dan foxworthy the only therapist in la yeah he is terrible at his maybe job. he's terrible well, now they have a new counselor yeah. it's jamie, jamie yeah couple's counselor 
Yeah, she's like a sexter. Hashtag it's puke um, on Molly again. Oh my <laughs> God. This is, I for, I just did not remember any of what is about to happen. First of all, this scene, I know it's a dark room, but it's so fucking it's dark. So I can't fucking see dark. anything that's fucking happening. Did you see like when was, they randomly lit just Shane's like eyes and she was like, yes. <laughs> we're glow on her face from nowhere. Oh my God. It was the oddest scene I've ever seen on this show. And that's it also made me think of high art. All of the yeah, I mean art 2.0. And like, I don't yeah, trust them enough to be like gesturing and kindness. It just feels like very like. Right. Her first, I would say, and only scene she's had so far of her being a photographer was directly modeled off high art of her when she took these for Somali. Yep. So first of all, Shane's taking Nikki to the photography studio that Jenny bought her, which is Ooh. just like when Scott was writing love notes to his other girlfriend on the laptop that I got him in 2003. <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway, but, we get th- we're back to our favorite trope, lesbians developing photos together. Here's what's funny is we know that Shane took one photo, right? We saw her take it. We saw her take that one photo of Molly. Unless, unless they try to prove to us that Shane has taken any other photos since that day. They don't. They're just like, yep. Here's the one picture, the one. the one picture that you took, and now you're developing it, you know? Um, oh, God. I, all I wrote is, this is dumb. <laughs> is she going to have, like, a gallery show, and it's just going to be called, like, Molly in Bed that one time? It's going to be called Letter to a Lover. <laughs> yeah, that's a, oh, yeah, that's going to be, yeah. yeah. That's a really and, good like, title. early Maroon 5 is going to play in the background. As Oh, um, God. Like, you will be loved, we'll just play on a Oh my God! No, 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 no! Are don't summon it! Don't summon I see it. you looking off in the. No, don't summon it! Don't summon it! I hate it. <laughs> and that's what it's gonna be. Like, that's, oh my God! That's literally, it. it's just gonna be all of her photos of Molly. This whole scene, I was just like, but they had digital cameras in two thousand. Yeah, like, what is she doing? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you still, there's something so old school, as Nikki might say. Oh, about God. It. It's just that trope of lesbians developing film together in a dark room. Like, it's just all the time. It's just, I, I think do. that's what people think lesbians are always doing. Who said that, like, who got together and was like, that's the thing that lesbians do? You know what's hot always? Women developing photographs in a... I thought you going to say dark rooms because of the ventilation. <laughs> 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 There's chemicals, bad ventilation, poor lighting, it's sexy. Yeah, like... Yeah, ex- exactly. A dark room is kind of sexy, though. Yeah, no, seriously. Like, everything about this episode triggered me in a weird way. Because, like, <laughs> they, they're, they're in there, and, and Molly... Or not Molly. What's her name? Nikki's like, you have to shoot sometime. And I was like, no, we shouldn't say that anymore. Like, we shouldn't talk about shooting <laughs> Like, seeing Tina no. in, like, the cafe with all those people. I was like, why are they so close to her? Like, I didn't realize, like, yeah. how much just, like, watching this made me visually aware that we're not in that time period anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You could photograph her sometimes. something, something, but even just like the verbiage, just, I was like, Oh yeah, that's weird. I think that would be good. Cause no one's ever photographed Nikki probably. So she's um, never been photographed before. Yeah. And also Jenny would love that. And she just wants to know what that would be like. I just can't. And I know I obviously have baggage, but I really just can't believe that she is taking, you can't cheat on someone in a piece of property that was purchased for you by that person. The same day that they gave the piece of property to you, like she gave it to her like that morning, I think. Yeah. Like it's brand new. And the thing is, it's fine for Shane to be unhappy, but you have to break up. Well, that's the thing. I feel like Shane doesn't, like she doesn't have any emotional maturity or handle this situation. Right. Right. Also, the writing is so kind of over the top with Jenny's character right now that it seems, and like 
I feel like they they want her to feel trapped, but like it's so cartoonish. Right. Uh, it feels like Jimmy's love bombing her, and then Shane feels like she can't like get out of it in some weird way. Right. Like she's stuck in it. Yeah. And now she's given her this extravagant gift, so now she feels even more stuck in it. Like when she gives her the studio, she's like, "I don't deserve this." Is like what she says, and she hasn't even yeah. made out with Nikki yet at that yeah. point. Yeah. But she's because she already knows she's about to. <laughs> <laughs> right. She does. Because as soon as Nikki came in, she like kept looking at her. I mean, obviously she's objectively hot, but like she's just like sort of boring hot to me. So I don't. So like the idea that Shane would be just so taken with Nikki that she can't help herself. But whatever. It's yeah. a television show. If Ginny has anxious attachment style, then Shane has anxious. But she does. Like, right? Like when she gets it, mm. then she doesn't want it anymore. Yeah. And so yep. like that happens. Uh-huh. What's going on? It's just like. She has this intention, mm-hmm. someone who kind of loved her, even if it's in a weird, wonky way. And Shane's like, hashtag no thank you. Yeah. Right. She hashtags no thanks you so much that she hashtag pukes. <laughs> yeah. Then she barfs, as as aforementioned, barfs on Molly again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Literally. Can't and- stop puking. <laughs> That's also how I respond when anyone vomits. I'm just like, here's a napkin. And I'm... <laughs> oh, I would have just yeah. left the room. I would have been like, nope. <laughs> Um, so they can't keep making out because she's barfing. Um, if you go to Bettina's, there's some sort of like uncomfortable transaction with the babysitter where Bet tries to underpay the babysitter Again, or something. The anti-blackness. Give this black woman what she right. fucking earned. <laughs> oh yes. my God. Yes. I was like, what are uh, you doing, Bet? Give her her money. What's wrong with you? Also, why? What was the, the point of writing that See, like, right exactly what was it what was the point what's the point of this what was the point to show that bet is cheap i don't know it doesn't make any you sense you all can't see it but all of our hands are in the air cartoonishly like we're emoji yeah we're all doing like fully cartoon <laughs> like question mark faces <laughs> i don't know i just was happy that black woman got her money i was just like good for her i hope she also got this money. <laughs> yeah and also like it's very rare that the l word actually plays a black actress to do anything and, to, and to, they did that they did that you know um, and that's great. They did that. They did that. They did that. Um, hopefully she was paid her full amount as well yeah. as uh, by paying her her full amount. Um, then Kelly shows up like a complete psychopath who's invites herself. No in. boundary. How can Bet even stand to spend time with this person? She's insufferable. I asked that yeah. question. Who is this Bet that shows up when Kelly's around? Right. It's college bet. It's the college bet that like was into her, I guess. Is college bet an idiot? Maybe. I mean, we were all idiots in college, weren't we? I don't want to speak for everybody. I was an idiot in college. Like this person has like an MFA from Yale. They've had this story uh-huh. here. But like Kelly Whitworth is the kryptonite. Like what? Her? It's very her? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Her? Hashtag. Okay. Yeah. And Elizabeth Berkeley is such a like a throwback I guess but like I don't really understand what the like I understand like you want Lucy Lawless in it like that's the throwback that makes sense but like what is the point of like Elizabeth I mean showgirls I guess but like aren't her and Jennifer Bills like really good friends in real life yeah they're really good are friends she was in the show yeah. like, Elizabeth Berkeley and Jennifer Bills yeah, are like, good friends yes oh wow so she got yeah. so she Marley Matlin was also good friends with yeah. with Jennifer Bills so she just gets <laughs> she just gets yeah so Kelly and her lack of boundaries are here. She wants to continue celebrating. And then this is intercut with Jenny and Shane stuff. So first Jenny's trying to call Shane and goes to voicemail, but then Shane beeps in and Jenny goes to see Shane at the photo studio and Shane is like dying. 
I feel like everything in this whole later half of the episode was just to remind me of terrible relationships I've been in. Like where... Wait, same. Really? <laughs> yeah. My notes here is it's so dark. Yeah, super dark. We can't see shit. The gist is Shane is sick and keeps puking and Jenny's petting her hair and taking care of her and Shane is feels very, very bad. And then we cut across the street or across the way to Bet and Kelly are drunk and Kelly is like desperate to get Bet to kiss her and Bet's like, no... And she's like, I'm cashing in on a little rain check. And Bet's like, no, I really love Tina. Please stop doing this. Why are you doing this? And so she like goes in for the kiss and Bet has to push her away. And then she spills a champagne glass on the floor. It shatters, um, which leads to the only thing I actually remembered from this episode, which is the very end, which is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. I remember watching this with you distinctly because you were like, iPhones don't shoot video because at that time, there was they like, didn't at that time. They didn't at that time. But you were one of the only people I knew who had an iPhone. And you were like, that's not accurate. I'm an early adopter. What can I say? Yeah. Um, but also, just to rewind just slightly, um, there was a shake Sorry. it, don't bake it incident um, where the two women were saying the words shake it, don't bake it and and da- dancing. Shake it, don't bake, bake it. Shake it, don't bake it. And this was some college throwback and I... Felt. No, I blocked. I blocked that all out. My soul left my body during that part. That was awful. And then we get to this part, which is absurd. Which is like that Jenny really thinks that that cleaning something up on the floor looks like her going down on Kelly in full clothes. Like, wouldn't in theory? Again, all this creepy in this episode. Jenny's doing more creeping. So much creeping. Yeah. But like hypothetically, if I was watching this, I'll just put myself out there. If I was being this fucking nosy, I'd stay to the end. Right, like I feel like I, I feel like Ginny would have seen her like stand up with like yeah. shards of glass in with, her hand. with shards of glass, like, right? Probably bleeding. Yeah, like, I was just like, you just got a little fifteen seconds. All right, I'm out. Like, You're like, yeah, I'm out. Like, yeah. Oh, I got, yeah. I got all like, the evidence I need. Yeah, like, Cut. I want to your yeah. thumbnail. That's it, and I'm out of here. Yeah. So I just like, I didn't get that, that we were supposed to believe that she did all of this creeping. Somehow the first generation iPhone that doesn't record video, but even if it did, it's not like those like lenses were good enough to zoom across between right. four lenses yeah. of window. <laughs> and no one would trust on. an image like taken from that far away by this first gen iPhone. Well, kid doesn't know how to send text messages. So right, that's, <laughs> that's true. That is true. Uh, and then. Jenny takes the the video and she goes, oh, Pat. Right. What? But yet there's no, oh, Shane. And Shane's in there. Thank you for taking care of me. Okay. Oh. Um, so yeah, I my conclusion, I think this is probably one of my least favorite um, situations of the series is this whole, this hoot nanny with Jenny capturing bet cheating through this, this, it's just it's so stupid and like I don't even know how how they came up with this like they were like how do we make it seem oh I know she's cleaning up a glass on the floor and Jenny sees this her is all through. such a reach so like convoluted yeah like yeah right. and then they're like what if phones shot video like they had the idea you know what the L word pushed technology forward yeah. this episode made Apple and other phone manufacturers say what if they shot video <laughs> jobs exactly. are still around right like yeah. he was probably yeah he was still alive. This is, they were they shot this in two thousand eight. Yeah, so he was sitting in Cali watching the L word like those Californians would do yeah. at the time. 
Yeah. And he was like, he called his tech guy and he was like, we have to innovate. Like, yeah. Penny Schechter's ahead of us. Let's do it. <laughs> right. Inspect, yeah. Inspector Schechter. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm really proud of that. No, you should. I know. That was good. That was good. That was really good. But, like, that's the only way that it works is, like, I, I don't know anything else to say about it. It's just so terrible. Is this the worst episode of this show? It's tied with six Yeah, I would say that. Ooh, yes, that's fair. It's tied with six yeah. is the worst episode. Full stop. Full of stop. Any, any show that's ever been shot in the history of television. But yeah. this one, I did like the Allison, Tasha, Jamie sexuals. The woman in the background when Sonny got uh, the drink thrown on his face made it okay. Like that. Yeah. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. I have to go back and see that. And then maybe I'll change she, my mind. She acted her ass off, damn it. I want to know her name. Good for yeah. her. Did we see the planet at all in this episode? Or are we just always at Hit Club now? I don't think we were at the planet at all. Yeah. Last episode was entirely in the planet. Like from yeah. pretty much start to finish. Yeah. This one was at the house at Bet and Tina's and at Jenny's and at Hit Club and the, the gallery. Yeah. The gallery. So, I don't know. I thought that was weird. I feel like there's not a lot of episodes where we don't have the planet. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah, that is weird. They also had Tina in fake New York. That was cute. He held that phone really awkwardly, too. I know she did. She's never used a phone before. No, no. Like She's she like, this is how close. they use phones in New York. Like, I press yeah. the finger, I put it down, and I don't touch <laughs> it. But <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I am. Hello, New York. Her fingers are so awkward. I was like, someone get her a hand coach. Hello. Exactly. She's a new Westworld robot who hasn't figured out her phalanges yet. Oh, Oh my God. So it was horrible, minus the random things that people unintentionally did to make it livable. Right. Also, by the way, like I think of this as like a big Max episode because the baby shower was just such a horrifying moment in human history. But that's it. He never shows back up again. He has that and then he makes the rest of his body silk and clean by getting rid of his beard. And that's it. Yeah, that's it. Like that was so weird that the show was so like Max heavy up top and then like forgot he existed immediately after the baby shower. That was so weird. I mean, also not because it's the show. Like it's exactly what the show does. But it was also very weird. Well, guys, I, I think so. The we did consensus it. is that we hated the episode. Yeah. Yep. It seemed like everyone involved in this episode hated this episode for sure. Yeah, they were. Everyone was upset. We were upset. They were upset. Mm. Um, Shane was ha- had an upset stomach. <laughs> nice. Uh, very nice. Tried to under undercut the babysitter. Um, shake it, don't bake it. <laughs> the end. Very bad. Not good. Not good at all. And nobody in New York cares about the negatives for the film. (laughs) Just like me. Well, what a sad time for television. I guess the next episode is going to be good. And then the next episode is going to be bad. This was so much fun. I really appreciate y'all. Like, yeah. Thank thank you so much for being here. This was so much fun. Also, yeah. Like, I don't know. I just think y'all are the bees knees. I I just, yeah, I just wanted to tell you. You are wonderful. Like this was so fun. Like this yeah. was a you, this was like you made this episode tolerable and not <laughs> uh-huh. just tolerable, but like yeah. this was like fun. And I've been yeah, dreading honestly, this you for killed years. It. I have to tell you. <laughs> oh yeah. my god! No, I appreciate. We that. did. We did fine. <laughs> this was 
So wonderful. Do you want to plug anything, social media, anything like that? So I am a part of an artist collective that like a lot of things got started during the pandemic and we're trying to like get off the ground this summer, hopefully. Um, but you can go to the Pink Eye Institute, just like the disease of your eye, the pinkeyeinstitute.com right now. Great disease. The landing page, but it has like all of our social medias and stuff. Um, we don't have any posts, cool. but it's my goal to see how many like followers I can get with no content, right? So, <laughs> like, that's my like, personal mission right now. So yeah, folks thought I was like I love even that. a bit funny. Like go out, go follow the pages. It's the Pink Eye Institute. Uh, and you can find me on Instagram at John Bucci, just like Coochie with a B, because um, I'm, you know, you know, as a trans okay. guy, like, right, I have a Bucci. Like, I feel like gay guys took that. Mm-hmm. I feel like, like, trans guys they actually did take that, the, didn't the, they? Boy, the boy Coochie, you know? So anyway, you can find me at uh, Dr. John Bucci. So yeah, it's J-L-H-N and then Bucci. But yeah, we're hoping to get um, some stuff off the ground. We're working on a podcast called Gender Studies 101. And it's where a bunch of me and professors cool. get together and we basically give you a gender studies one-on-one class, but in a podcast form because higher ed is expensive and it's violent and folks need to know intersectionality without going to college. Um, so we're working on that and that'll be out this That's summer. Sounds Yeah. Really and then cool. I have That's a awesome. like, satirical uh, web series called Lars's Lessons where he teaches you how to be a real man. <laughs> so, but anyway, yeah, those are coming this summer. So um, I'm really excited. Yay, that's exciting. That's what I do. I'm just chilling. Thank you so much for listening to To Ellen Back. You can find us on social media over on Instagram and Twitter. We are at To Ellen Back. You can also email us to ellenbackcast at gmail.com. And don't forget, we have a hotline. You can give us a call, leave a message. It's 971-217-6130. We've also got merch, which you can find at store.autoshreddle.com. There's stickers, there's shirts, including a Bet Porter 2020 shirt, which is pretty excellent. Our theme song is by B. Steadwell. Our logo is by Kara Sykes. And this podcast was produced, edited, and mixed by Lauren Klein. You can find me on social. I am at CarlyTron. Reese is at AutoWin. Autostraddle is at Autostraddle. And of course, Autostraddle.com, the reason we are all here today. Autostraddle.com. All right, and finally, it's time for our L words. This is the segment of the show where we end things by simultaneously shouting out a random L word. Usually these have little to no relevance to anything we just recapped. Okay, Reese, you ready? Okay. One, two, three. Loathing. Liberal arts. Liz Cambage. <laughs> okay, wait, Reese, what'd you say? I said liberal arts because I was thinking about the academ- academia. Okay, I love that. John, what you say? I said loathing because it's how I feel about this episode. Brilliant. I said Liz Cambage, who's a WNBA player for the Las Vegas Aces, and just yesterday or today, she officially re-signed her deal, and so she is officially back in Vegas playing on this team that is going to dominate the season, and I can't wait to watch. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back in two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Did you like the voice? That was... That was unbelievable. Me and helium. Um, Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye. Laughing, moving, fisting, biting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way. It's the way. 